Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the road to data protection. It's my privilege to be speaking with Andy Land. He's the Program Director in Product Marketing of Security Systems at IBM Security. Andy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. So, Andy, in this wild, wild west of cybersecurity, everybody seems to have their own definition of what data security is. What's yours? Sure. I mean, it even starts uh, beyond that. Like you said, in the wild west, I mean, a lot of folks have focused on kind of the network layer or endpoint layer, and, and those are great places to try to secure. But at the heart of it is your data, right? That's something you use every day. It's what runs your business, and yet a lot of folks aren't putting a lot of security around it. And a lot of it is because I'm not sure that, like you said, they understand the full breadth of what data security is. Some folks might say that's just encrypting the data. Others might say that's monitoring of data. Some might say it's, uh, you know, monitoring of the users that use the data. That's all of it. You have to have all those things. You also have to have privacy uh, included in that. You have to have a clear understanding of what sensitive data you have and risk there is. So, you know, my definition of data security is really that full journey from understanding, you know, really what data you have, what what parts of it are, are deeply sensitive, um, from you know, usually starting with a, from a compliance perspective up through what we call total data protection, which is where you encrypt, you harden, you you know, mask data, you quarantine data. I mean, you have all these capabilities to protect data, so end-to-end protection beyond just knowing what you have. So you sort of hinted at this, Andy, but where do you see some organizations completely missing the boat on true data protection? Yeah, I'm, you know, I probably, I, I, I probably would use the word differently than missing the boat just because I, I think they're trying to get there. Again, if you go back to my kind of journey analogy, a lot of folks start, you know, with compliance. And one of the challenges in security today, and I think it's probably been uh, eternally, is that, you know, compliance and, and security don't always match up, right? They're not 100% overlap. So if you're compliant, it doesn't necessarily mean you have full security. And flip side, because you have security, doesn't mean you meet, meet all the regimens of compliance. So I think that's probably the biggest issue is they can get funding for compliance, but that doesn't get them to full security. So when you start there, and if you just stop at compliance, you aren't going to get, like I said, the full data security, which is kind of the journey we're trying to take our customers on. That's what I'd say is the biggest issue is just they need to go beyond the compliance regimen and really look at other parts of the, the data environment to understand, you know, their gaps. Because a checklist may not tell them those gaps. So for instance, I'm the chief marketing officer and I bring in a new big data system you know, I really don't care too much about security. I'm just trying to sell more stuff or market my stuff better. But we need to put data security around that new, you know, big data system that's come in. That may not be on the checklist. So that may, you know, so you got to really look more holistically, like I said, outside of what, what you're just doing for compliance. Let's come back to this notion that data protection is a journey. Where do you see that journey beginning, and how do you take the most direct route from compliance to security? Like I mentioned on the, you know, in the previous question was, I believe most customers do start with compliance, which makes a lot of sense because first off, you do have a clear checklist, right? Here's the things you need to do to, you know, kind of meet that compliance regimen. Secondly, you can usually get budget for that because the business gets that. They get, hey, we have outside auditors that come in and say, you know, if you're not doing this, you're in trouble. So they're, they're going to spend money for that. Like I mentioned, the path along that, it's not linear. You know, the end game is, again, what we kind of coined is total data protection. In between, there's all kinds of things you can do. One I mentioned in the previous answer, which is 
you know, as big data hits your business, and it's going to hit your business because if you have you know, a marketing department or a sales department, you're going to start utilizing big data to get answers. So you need to figure out how you're going to secure those big data environments as they stretch beyond your kind of normal data environment that you're used to. There's also a whole set of privacy rules and legislation that have come in that you've got to understand, particularly when you go outside the U.S. Uh, as we get into Europe and other parts of the world, much stronger data protection rules than we have in the U.S. So for any of our multinationals out there, you're definitely going to have to deal with kind of the privacy around data if you, if you aren't already. And, you know, the kind of a third layer is just really understanding and classifying sensitive data. And I know that sounds like, wow, wouldn't everybody do that? But it's not as easy as you might think to really define that data. And then more importantly than just finding it is analyzing it for risk. What risk do I have to that data? Um, and, you know, and surfacing those to the right folks so that you can do something about it, really what I would just call taking action on the analytics that, that you find. Those are all elements of kind of getting the total data protection. When you add those together, you know, you're going to have a much more complete or holistic view of your data environment and obviously understand how to secure it and, and put the, in place the controls that you need. Andy, I've heard you talk about big data in the past, and you've likened it to big headaches. What do you see as some of the speed bumps that organizations really need to look out for when they're talking about big data? Yeah, it's funny. At our cybersecurity roadshows that, that we do um, several times a year, I, I actually do a, a speech on this, as you mentioned, and I call it, you know, big data. I actually left out a piece of this big opportunity, you know, comma, big headaches, because big data is one of the biggest opportunities out there for all of our businesses and customers. I mean, it's an area where, you know, you're seeing heavy investment because there's an ultimate payoff of you take care of your customers better, um, which leads to obviously hopefully more sales, more revenue, you know, growing your business, which is everybody's looking for an edge, right? How do I how do I grow my business? The the challenge on the flip side of big data is often it introduces new things that you haven't thought about, new users like marketers, right? People touching potentially very sensitive data, you know, PII, um, personally identifiable information, which has a lot of rules around it. But now you've got a marketing group who, who frankly is less worried about the rules than they are, you know, again, marketing better, selling better, kind of getting an edge. So, you know, one speed bump is those kind of new people touching the data. You've also got, you know, basically immature systems. I mean, these are new types of databases, and there's a whole movement called NoSQL. Many people have heard of the, the database Hadoop. Those are new systems that have less inherent security controls built into them than what you're probably used to with kind of your big-named SQL databases. So the second piece, the databases themselves are much more immature from a security perspective. Um, and third, a lot of the guys or vendors out there that protect, you know, databases today or core SQL databases don't have the same tooling or capabilities for, you know, these newer type of databases, these NoSQL databases. So, you know, if you add all that together, you know, new users, lack of inherent security, and lack of, you know, common vendor tools, you know, you've definitely got some speed bumps there for your organization if you want to secure these kind of databases. Let's talk a minute about metrics. How does an organization actually measure the success of data security without having to be breached? It's a, well, the, the ultimate payoff, like you said, is not being breached, right? <laughs> so that's number one. Let's not show up. Let's not show up in the headlines. Let's not be breached. And and breach is kind of a funny word because in in and of itself, a lot of customers, unfortunately, and we see this in the statistics, are breached today. But the payoff point is really that exfiltration or when data leaves the organization. Until that point, you know, you're not in trouble. So that's why you know actually securing the data makes a ton of sense, right? Because 
if they get to the data but they can't do anything with it, it's encrypted, it's hardened, they can't get it out the door, or you just make it hard to get to it itself, you know, you've stopped what the ultimate payoff is, which, which is the data loss. So I think that, you know, kind of the measurement of data security is a couple things. You know, first off, you've got to put that compliance regimen in place. You can't get around that. There's no, you've got to show the auditors that you know how to secure your data. Um, I think another payoff or, or, or measure of success is, you know, the controls that you put in place across the different sets of data that you have. So getting more and more of your core data under control. First off, understanding what it is, where it is, what people are doing with it, and then secondly, putting those controls in place around that data that are consistent. Because one problem we have today, like I said, there's not a consistent set of tools often that cover the wide or vast you know, types of data that are out there, from file systems to data that's in the cloud to big data to just normal databases. You need to look at all of those places where you have data, identify that sensitive data, and then put, you know, the security in place. And then, like you said, uh, measure that. And the, and the measured success is understanding that the controls are in place and that you can see who's doing to, you know, what, when, why, how with your data. Um, and then being able to effectively report on that. Sometimes we like to say getting the right report to the right person at the right time. I know that sounds easy, but not as easy as it sounds. So, you know, making sure that the, the right person who understands that data gets the report they need to understand what's going on in that environment so that they can see the measure of success is, you know, the, the fact that more and more of your data is secure and, and you have a broader understanding of, you know, the data types you have, and finally you have a broader understanding of the controls you have in place. I think all that adds up to, you know, a measured success. And then I would say the final piece of that would be as you expand, because I can tell you every business we deal with is data hungry, data starved. They want more data. Give me more. Well, that means you're going to be bringing in all kinds of new databases and systems to hold that data. You've got to be able to adapt and grow as, you know, that happens, because, it's not like this is a stagnant area where you put a few controls in place, you're set, you measure them, you're compliant, bam, you're done. Data the growth is so explosive that it's like the day you get everything set up, the next day you're already needing to add more. So it's tough in that way, and that's where I feel for our customers because it's kind of a never-ending journey right now as we go along kind of this, like, data-starved path. So you get, that's the other part is you've got to be able to adapt, and you've got to have a system in place that can help you adapt and grow as the, as the growth of the uh, data in your environment continues to grow. Well, Andy, it's been an insightful conversation. We've touched upon lots of areas. Final question for you. In this crowded, complicated marketplace, where and how does IBM distinguish itself? There's a few areas I, I think really that IBM right now is, you know, one of the the reason we're one of the premier security vendors is, one, we've invested a lot in security as a whole. It's a whole division within IBM, a standalone division, where, you know, we're putting a lot of emphasis. And this is a big area for our customers. So one area, like I said, just the fact that we have lots of adjacent products that work together with our data security products. So you don't have to just look to IBM and say, hey, you can solve my data security problem. No, we can solve the whole myriad of, da- of security problems that you have. Then if you break that down into data security itself, our Guardian product line is one of the leading uh, market products out there. You know, we have a lot of co- customers. We've been at this for a long time. Um, I like to say the two areas where we really distinguish um, from other vendors is really deep and wide. We cover, like I mentioned, there's all kinds of platforms where your data is going to live, regular databases, NoSQL databases, 
you know, the cloud, file systems. You've got to cover all those places where data lives. And then you've got to go deep. It's more than just I can monitor it and maybe give you a basic compliance report. I need that full-blown analytics on what's going on in that data environment, and I need to, you know, from discover data all the way through protect it. And protect is a very general word for a lot of things that you can do. Well, you know, key, you know, the words here would be like encrypt, harden, mask data, quarantine data, block certain actions, alert on certain actions. You've got to have all those, you know, protection capabilities in place, and that's an area of broad strength for us. So kind of the widest coverage of platforms with the deepest capabilities to cover them. And then I think last but not least, what would distinguish is, again, we've dealt with some very large-scale enterprise customers for a while. We really understand, as I mentioned earlier, how to grow with you, that kind of adaptation. As you change your environment, whether it's changes of types of users that are going to touch the data, whether it's changes in, you know, regulatory rules, again, around, you know, maybe privacy rules or other regulations, whether it's new types of data feeding the business, our system is able to cover all of those areas. Like Guardian has built into it kind of that ability from, you know, that single pane of glass or one window to set up policies that can control data and monitor data, you know, protect data with from one area as opposed to having to put in multitudes of tools for each time you bring in a new uh, kind of data set. So that's something I think is very, very distinct for us. If you're thinking about growing, you know, your data security, which I can tell you every customer I talk to is because they're, they're seeing the growth in data itself. You know, you're going to want to look at a tool like Guardium that can grow with you. Well, again, Andy, very insightful. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully this uh, is insightful to your uh, your listeners. The topic has been the road to data protection. I've been speaking with Andy Land. He's the program director within product marketing of security systems within IBM Security. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.